good to be with you. And I tell you what, folks, it is good to be at the Midwest Economic Outlook Summit. We're going to kick into that in just a second here. But know this, we're not uh, we're not going to avoid the State of the Union speech. I sat up and listened to the whole thing last night, and uh, my text club was going nuts, and Twitter was going nuts. And so there's a lot to discuss there. Big sister Heidi's going to join us in a little bit. We'll get a chance to get her take on it. I saw her on NBC last night putting commentary out there and uh and so she had some strong opinions both good and bad of the speech and so we'll get into some of that a little bit later in the show but we want to begin here at the economic summit uh we do doug duncan is um, well he's a name that a lot of you might recognize uh he's a trustee with ndsu uh, someone that ndsu can look to and say doug got it see we did a good job because he became senior vice president with fannie mae doug good to have you on news and news great to be here great to be home let's do this for people who might not know uh what fannie mae is describe it to them would you the easiest way to think about us is a big insurance company. If you take out a mortgage from a bank, uh, the bank is probably either selling that mortgage to us or it's creating a security backed by the payments on that mortgage. We guarantee that whoever invests in that will get their money. And if you don't pay your mortgage, we'll go and talk with you about what to do about that. So but, what was 2007, 2008 like for you? Uh, it was a mess. Yeah, uh, yeah it was uh, basically we... Uh, destroyed the supply chain for housing, uh, shut shut it down. Went from building 2.2 million houses to 400,000 and stayed there for three years. We're still paying for that. Yeah. Um, on the on the mortgage credit side, huge rise in foreclosures because there was all kinds of easy underwriting standards that were that were in place that simply weren't appropriate. A lot of people lost their homes. Uh, it was a, a very difficult time for the for individuals and for the market. The, the corrections that were put in place after that, though, you know, people balked and they screamed and they hollered, and in the end, it much, had to be much healthier market yeah. today. I mean, so, it, it had to be some yeah. of the way that people were getting into homes that they really couldn't afford, and and you bet we can do this. You yeah, know, people that would kind say, of an attitude. People would say, well, if you can fog a mirror, you can get a mortgage. Yeah, yeah. that's probably not good underwriting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so the the relation here in in terms of the economy, I was visiting with Shannon Full before we were joined by this whole family of radio stations, and of course we've got twenty five other uh, chambers taking part in the economic summit. Uh, online and so there's a lot of people that are going to be listening to you um but i said to shannon i said shannon you know i'm i'm 61 and i don't remember a time in all my years of having absolutely no clue of what the economy is going to do next year Mm. and i'm not sure if i'm just being foolish if i'm just being you know but but this just seems like a very uncertain time it, it's highly unusual. We, at the reception last night, we were discussing the term normal. And I think the consensus was you can't really use that because nobody really knows now what is normal. The pandemic was so disruptive of uh, typical relationships, and they're not settled yet. So uh, I was in New York last week, probably 75% back to normal. I was in Washington last week, maybe 20%. So dramatic differences. Uh, D.C. In, or state? D.C. Okay. Yeah. And so that's the primary uh, focal point of employment at D.C. is government. Government has required people to come back. In New York, some people are being required to come back, but not full time. So we had a discussion here this morning. How do you inculcate a corporate culture if everybody's working remotely? 
how do your young staffers learn how to influence if they're not with more senior people that can train them along? There's lots of questions out there about how things finally settle. Well, and I got pushed back on that myself. I managed, you know, a small business, you know, small staff. But my whole thing was to get them back with each other as quick as what I could. Mm-hmm. Obviously, radio, you can do remotely like I can right now, but you learn a lot of things by being right next to the people you yeah. work with. Yeah. And I think that that's so vital. The, the big thing to me is, and I wonder how much this is true because you'd actually have, have data. I think that there are people that are never going to go back into the workforce again. I think they went home. And they found out that that two-income, high-speed life of, hey, we can have two boats, uh, you know, kind of an attitude, they found that that wasn't as important to them as what it was. And I don't know if you're seeing some of that. Yeah. The Atlanta Fed did a piece of research where they suggested there were 2 million people that left the workforce that will never come back. Part of it was aging that happened earlier than was anticipated. Part of it was fear of pandemic conditions so uh, they traded that off with a reduction in income from not going back to work and they decided it's a good trade-off part of it uh, was that the stimulus the multiple stimuli that were passed actually generated lots of cash for certain households and they took that and they said we're not coming back so uh, absolutely it has disrupted how we think of the functions of the labor market well, and I think that, you know, we also, you know, going back to my conversation with Shannon, the one thing is if you give me 50,000 employees in the Fargo labor market right now, they'll all have a job by the end of the day. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's nationwide. It uh, It is. It's part of, part of why the market's wrestling even today with last Friday's labor market report, adding 500,000 jobs. The, the highest estimate I saw prior to to the actual data release was about 300,000. So almost, you know, almost, well, 75% or 80, 70% above the highest estimate. So the market's still trying to absorb. What does that mean? How do we understand Make, make sure people do know what it means, though, in terms of 500,000 <clears throat> new jobs. That's job openings. That's jobs that were filled. That's, that's people took jobs. Exactly. Whether full-time or part-time. Some of those are part-time. Yep. And that is one of the questions is, if it's part-time, is that a hedge against a potential downturn? And we do have a mild downturn in our forecast. But, uh, but that was the, happening before we were worried about a, a downturn. People were using part-time labor as a tool to, yeah. to avoid a lot it's of It's always there. Yeah. The question is, is it a bigger share or is it a smaller share? When it's a smaller share, it says businesses are more confident that when they add staff, they can add to their permanent cost base. Yep. If they're not as confident, they will add part-timers so that they're more flexible. In the event that business falls off, they can release the part-time employment. They, they don't. That doesn't have the same cost structure as a full-time employee. So th- this is a quiz, and a lot of times I get caught and my, I get proven wrong on it. Oh, okay, Doug, but I, I want to do it with you anyway. Um, I know that you got a brother in Bismarck. I know that you have a mom in Fergus. I know you grew up in Fergus. So it isn't like I don't know anything about the way you're, you you were growing up. But how many kids in your family? How many brothers and sisters? I had uh, two brothers and two sisters. And how many kids did you have? I had two kids. And I have two. Uh-huh. And I'm one of seven. Yeah. And that's my point. Yeah. You know, and I didn't know that before I asked yeah. you. But my point is there's less people. <laughs> Absolutely. And so the discussion that's going to take place about the debt ceiling has embedded in it 
a discussion about entitlements. Your ability to afford entitlements is dependent upon the ratio of retirees and those who are still working and contributing to the fund. My daughters are paying for me. That's more directly than we paid for our parents because there were more of us to pay for it. That's that's, going to be a subtle theme for a while. Yep. It, it, It played out in the State of the Union last night. Is that right? I mean, it did. It, yeah. It, yeah, I know you were busy meeting reception? with some other yeah. folks, but it was one of the the hotter times, and it always is. Yeah, it, it's a political football Third in some rail of those and all right? That exactly. Stuff. But you know, in, in terms of, yeah, I love the fact you guys were talking about normal. What mm-hmm. is normal? Because that, to me, is the answer that nobody can give me. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what it's going to be from now on. I, yeah. I don't know whether the Joels and the Abbeys are going to work out of a studio. I don't know. And, right. and the world changed after COVID. Well, Fannie Mae, we've classified each position, not each person, but each position as either fully remote, in which they, they work there, and if they, we need them to come to the business, we pay for that, yeah. or hybrid, so expected to part-time be, in a, not defining yet how many days that is, or fully in office, very few of those. Okay. support staff to keep the facilities running and things like that. So that's that's our current position. We will see over time, can we relate compensation to productivity across the different job categories? Because we think there will be differences in productivity, which should reflect in compensation as we understand what's the implications of this job being done remotely Sure. versus being in the office. The and you're whole tracking business, that. Yeah, and the whole business sector will, will review that. It's going to probably take two to four years, I would say. Right, but that's going to be vital data. Absolutely. That's going to define everything. Absolutely. Uh, I could do this all day. Doug, thanks for giving back, you, you being bet. a trustee at NDSU uh, and giving back your time and your energy and bringing it back here to North Dakota. Glad Appreciate to it. Thanks.